All right, so this is episode three of Bullpen Chat. I'm Chris Gadu from the Boston Bullpen. I'm Mark Ducharme from the Vermont Bullpen. We don't get a city. We don't have one. Well, no, you're, yeah, you're, you're an entire state because... Our just... entire state population doesn't equal a city. We do have a couple cities, so I don't want to get yelled at if we happen to have a, a listener from Virgen's Vermont. <laughs> Uh, that's not a that's not a city or St. Albans. So well, technically, it's a city, but we won't but, go. This is baseball. Yeah. Bullpen. All right. So today we're going to talk about the uh, the AL East, right? And what are our thoughts on the AL East? And I figured, um, I, I emailed you with some of the topics. Yes. I want to talk about. I think we're a good starting off points for each team, which is going to be what was their best off season move. What player really needs to perform for them to do well? What rookie may play, and which player may possibly fall off a cliff? Did you also get my email about predicting the finish of the American League East in terms of teams? I did. Okay, great. And I've I uh, I've come up with my numbers. Not that they're going to be fantastically true, but hey, have you looked at? Uh, by any chance, the Pakoda predictions? I have only read bits and pieces of the Pakoda predictions. I know that it was sort of a dismal outlook for the Baltimore Orioles, uh, but Buck Showalter's uh, mother, apparently, uh, her predictions are very different than Pakoda. I think Pakoda has the Orioles winning 79 games. Yeah, I had them at 78 and 84 is what Pakoda says, finishing yeah. fifth. Uh, Buck Showalter's mother has them winning 120. <laughs> so I think for Orioles fans, a happy medium would be a fantastic season again. Wow. How, where did you read that Buck Showalter's mother uh, chimed in on uh, the performance of the Orioles for 2015? Oh, my goodness. I'm not sure, Chris. I suppose I should have written that down. But it was uh, the article was entitled, don't sell the Orioles short. So I don't know if it was on. Um, it wasn't the Baltimore Sun or the Washington Post. Uh, it might have been um, this guy who writes for MLB. Uh, his name's. I don't have it. I don't know. That's okay. But I just think that's hilarious. Buck's, Next time I'll Buck's get it. mother uh, chimed in. She must be. What? She's got to be like in her eighties, right? Yeah, you know, and I couldn't tell if it was um, sort of literary hyperbole. That Buck Showalter's mother never really said that, but it seemed like an odd thing to include in your column. So, oh, oh, you think maybe it was a it was a farcical thing where they pretended to be Buck Showalter's mother? It's a possibility because even Buck Showalter's mother knows nobody wins 120 games. But you know, maybe that's mom protecting yeah. her little boy. Well, particularly once Pakoda has said things like "You're only going to win 78 games." I'm sure Buck's mother was livid, right. livid with such uh, predictions. So why don't we start off with the O's? Well, we want to start off with our predict predictions and kind of go like we could start with yours and uh, okay. So we'll start off with the Orioles. That's fine. Um, we'll go with the Orioles, and I'll just say you know my predictions for the where teams fall. Yeah, I mean I'll tell you I have the Orioles picked third, and then when we finish, I'll explain why I have them third. I uh, have them. I have them third as well. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll just go out and say it. I I think. It's a grab bag. There are four teams that could finish first, and there's one team that I know is going to finish last, and that team's the Yankees. The Yankees are finishing last. I think there's potential for the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, the Orioles, and the Rays to win it. But, you know, because I had to sort of make some choices here based on a lot of guesswork and a little bit of research, I have the Orioles third. So uh, I would uh, I'm I'm in agreement that the Yankees will finish last, and it's not just because we're Red Sox homers. No, um, but but we can we can get to the Yankees. To, I I also think though, if everything falls in place for the Yankees, they could be an 85 win team and probably finish second. But, yeah, uh, that's that's well, saying a lot for. Perform- let's save Yankee spanking for later. We we can. So um, well, why don't we start off? So I have the Orioles finishing third at 82. And eighty, okay. And um, their best offseason move, in my mind, mm-hmm. was kind of like what you were talking about last week with Napoli. It's just <laughs> not about sleep apnea, 
But yeah. it's about getting Machado and Weeders back. Yeah, yeah. Just having those two guys back in the lineup mm-hmm. is going to help them immensely. So those are my, those are my, that's my best offseason move for them. What, do, what did you think? Well, um, I'm just looking at my notes, and I wrote Mother Predicts 120 Wins, and I sure wish I'd, I had uh, written down the site where I read that. But um, I had the Orioles finishing third. I didn't, I didn't come up with a uh, one-loss record. Um, but my thinking was right along your lines that, you know, losing Nick Markakis is not the end of the world as much as I love Nick. Um, but getting Machado back, getting uh, Chris Davis back, uh, getting weeders back, I, I think is going to make a huge, huge difference for them. But I, I'm throwing this out. Uh, I think Travis Snyder is going to be a sneaky pickup for the Orioles. Uh, you know, maybe he's one of these guys that now that he's been like, he's, he's distanced himself from his top 10 pre- uh, prospect billing. And, um, you know, and you look at, you know, you like to say it's a small um, sample size. Sample size, thank you. Um, but his last 188 plate appearances, he hit 288 with a 356 OBP. And, you know, Showalter will find a way to make that work. You know, get some bizarre platoon which, with Snyder and, you know, you throw, um, who's the guy that was, uh, Pierce yeah, out Pierce. there. I mean, he just seems to find players like that. So I like the Orioles. I, I, think, um, I think the starting pitching is 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 going to be just fine and I think having those those thumpers you're right the thumpers will make a big difference. Well, uh but so you said having Chris Davis back, where did he go? Well, you remember he got suspended. He missed like the last 25 or 30 games. He got suspended for using some sort of uh I I can't remember what it is. But you'll, you'll have to edit this part and fill it in. But No, I I I realize he was gone for um some performance enhancing yeah. Issues. But the problem is he was gone before that. He was just not having right. a very good year. Right. So the question is, why was he not having a good year? Mm. Was he having, not having a good year because 50 homers was a fluke? Right. So right. I also have him as, you know, a player who needs to perform kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He needs to get back to at least... 40 home run capability for them to have any kind of chance. Right. And I, I agree with you. I, I just think having him back for the full year and, and, and another, uh, you know, and what's his name? Shoop. Is that yeah. the second baseman's name? Yeah. You know, that guy gets a second round now and who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Well, so I also, right. So I think Davis needs to perform well. Mm-hmm. I think having Machado and Weeders back, that just makes the team a much stronger team. Right. Um, and, you know, I I think that you're right. They have decent pitching. They got decent young pitching, right? They got Tillman. He's not really a number one, but he's not bad. He, well, he was their number one last year, and he seemed to thrive on it. But, yeah, you're right. He's but not. He's not really a number one, no, right? No more than, say, Rick Porcello is a number one guy. And right. I, I'd actually say Purcell is probably a little better than Tillman, even though I think Tillman probably mm-hmm. statistically might have had a slightly better year. I think he's not really number one. Here's where the Orioles are going to, I think, players who, rookies who could play and could mm-hmm. take off for them mm-hmm. are pitchers, Dylan Bundy and Hunter Harvey. Yeah. If those yeah. guys come up mm-hmm. and perform at any kind of decent level, that's really going to help the Orioles quite a bit. Right. I think they're going to be a little disappointed, you know. I think they're penciling Diaza there as a replacement for Marquecas because Marquecas kind of turned into a singles hitter, but Diaz is not. That's not the same thing. That's a what do they like to call that? That's a that's a flash in the pan. I don't know if he's a flash in the pan, but he's sort of a mini me of Marquecas, and a mini me of Marquecas at this stage in his career is really not off, not ask not offering much. Um, but you know they've got some power. It's, you know JJ Hardy. He's I think he's underrated with the glove, and he's a he's a thumper. I think the one area that they're really going to miss at the plate, of course, is Nelson Cruz. They're not going to miss his uh, gymnastics in the outfield. That's uh, that was really uh, the good humor man out there. Uh, so I think having Jose or uh, Jose Cruz, Nelson Cruz, out of there will 
I think will just improve the pitching staff right off the bat. Yeah, and I think I think you're right though. They're going to platoon uh, Travis Snyder and Stephen Pierce, right? And that platoon might actually come pretty close to Nelson Cruz because I I'm with you on Travis Snyder. I read somewhere that you know uh, memorials that well New Camden Yards mm-hmm. is uh, it. It's for left-handed hitters. It's an easy home run shot, right? So Travis Snyder could have a very big year. So Chris, you weren't ready for this. So, but we'll throw it out there anyway. That great platoon in left field that Earl Weaver had, and I don't remember the year. I think it was eighty-one, might be seventy-eight, but it was it was Gary Renicky and who was his partner? And I think together they hit like thirty-five home runs. Jeez, I don't know. First name is John. Lowenstein? Yes, yes. Ah. Oh, I got it. Well, very, you got a little bell there. Wow, nice. Uh, <laughs> we've got some theatrics. Yeah, it was that extra budget we had this week. So nice. I, I actually think I know that because I was preparing for our uh, our Stratos 80 mystery tournament. Yes, yeah. And John Lowens, I was thinking of doing a platoon with him. Um, So who do you think... Uh, well, I'll tell you who I think the player may fall off the cliff for the Orioles. Okay. And I've never been high on him, but he performed well last year, is Bud Norris. Yeah. I, I just think that guy has pitched a way above his head. Mm-hmm. And I think they're counting on him to be an innings eater for them, right? And I'm a little concerned that he's not really going to live up to the expectations they have. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Um, I I don't have Mr. Norris falling off a cliff. He just he surprises me every year. He he surprised me that everybody and their mother wanted him a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, and he pitched really well last year. I don't have him falling off a cliff for the Orioles. I have a couple guys that I think the Orioles want to push off a cliff. That's a little bit of a different category because I tried. I tried. Who's who's out? Uh, or who's who's in for a big fall, and I just feel like they're going to want to push Delman Young off a cliff. Oh yeah, I think that's a horrible, horrible song. I think I I just can't see how Delman Young keeps getting a job. I don't either, and I always think JJ Hardy's going to fall off a cliff, but he doesn't do it. You know? I, I like that guy. I think JJ Hardy is. Uh, I know. He's a consummate baseball player. That guy out he's out there every single you know as much as he can. He gets hurt quite a bit, but right. for the most part, you know, he's a good ball player. Right. And, uh, you know, a guy that I think they wanted to push off a cliff last year was, you know, Ubaldo, but right. Jimenez, but he's already off the cliff, so he's going to try to climb back up. Yeah, I, I can't say um, Delman Young is a guy going to fall off the cliff because in my mind he did <laughs> years ago. The, he is the cliff. <laughs> All right, let's move past the O's. That's too much of a shout-out. Yeah, but I, I do want to make one comment about the O's. You know, I always imagine the O's as a young team. Yes. They're not that young. They're not, huh? Well, Adam Jones is 29. Mm-hmm. Matt Wieters is 29. Hardy's 32. Chris Davis is 29. Diaz is 31. Pierce is 32. I think David Luff is going to be 29. He's going to play outfield for them. Their only young guys are Machado and Shope. That's mm-hmm. it. I, I always imagine them as younger than that. I mean, they don't have many guys in their 30s, but 29 is close to 30. It's not like... Not like they're a bunch of 25-year-olds like I always thought of them. Well, isn't 28 to 31 sort of the peak for uh, athletes? So maybe these guys are going to have peak years at age 29. I mean, Adam Jones came out like a house on fire. Uh, but I notice here his OBP ended up at 312, which is horrible. Pedestrian. Yeah. Well, I was reading a thing about um, some base, some Baltimore Orioles blogger had commented that the O's just speak they want OBP, but they never do. And it's partly because their ballpark really mm-hmm. is for a slugger's ballpark. It's not it's hard to hit triples. Um they're not really going for OBP, even though they say they are. Like their highest OBP guy last year was Mark Kakis at three forty two. Yeah, look where I got him. Right. Gone. Atlanta. Oh. All right, enough of the O's. We'll move on. Okay. I I was going to talk about the Yankees next, but we should save them to last, huh? Okay. That way, if there's no time, we can just skip them. <laughs> no. No need to do that. There's a lot to say about them. Let's go with the Blue Jays next. Okay. So, Pakoda has them at 82-80, and 80, mm-hmm. which I think has them finishing third behind the Rays. 
Mm-hmm. I have them at going 88 and 63. I really kind of like their team. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I didn't pick wins and losses, uh, but the more I read about the Blue Jays, the more terrified I became. I, I think this, you know, er, the last two years we've been saying this is the year, this is the year, this might be it. I have the Jays second, uh, but it's a it's a second with one of those red arrows pointing yeah. vertically to the sky. Um, just things. Fall, I mean, I read somewhere where their worst move is signing Russell Martin. Now, if we're just thinking next year, okay, signing a 32-year-old catcher to an $82 million five-year deal does sound absurd. But if you just think next year, the guy's a gold glove winner. Uh, last year, he had a 402 OBP, I think. Yep. That's and that's not even my favorite signing by them. I I think, or their best offseason move. I think the Blue Jays are going to be a team to deal with. I I actually think I had Russell Martin as their best signing. Okay. I okay. I think that he's an underappreciated guy, and I have no idea why the Yankees chose McCann over him. Mm-hmm. The guy just plays. Yeah. Let, let me. You know, I'm not. I know you're not a huge fan of WAR. You know, wins above replacement. Yes. But if we go with war, the best catchers measured by war who played at least 75 games at catcher, and that's going to eliminate like Joe Maurer and Carlos Santana. Here's the top six guys. Buster Posey, 23.3. Yadier Molina, 21.3. Russell Martin, 16.2. Carlos Ruiz, 16.2. Jonathan Lee Croy, 15.3. Matt Wieters, 12.3. Russell Martin is the best catcher in the AL. He is going to be the best catcher in the AL. And he's figured it out. You know, it's like, you know, when it's like it takes catchers to be like 30, 31, 32 to figure it out, right? Hmm. Look at that 402 OBP last year. It's like something something dawned on him. You know, and I don't know if you saw him in the playoffs at all. <clears throat> that guy was scary. Every time he got up to the plate, you felt like he was going to do something for the Pirates. Yeah. Oh, he had a great year, and he had a great year for the Yankees. I was surprised they let him go. So, I, so I just, who do you think? What do you think? What do you think the Jays' best signing was? Well, I thought the category was off-season move. Yeah, that's fine. Off-season move. Okay. Um, well, second best off-season move was was getting rid of Brett Lowry or Lori, however he's <laughs> his name. I, I really do. The guy was lots of hype. Head case. You want to talk terrible OBP? That's Brett Laurie written all over the place. Just get him out. Be, you know, be done with it. Move on. And, and getting a guy like Josh Donaldson, I think, is a huge pickup for them. So I was sort of torn with Josh Donaldson uh, moving into third base and saying adios to Laurie. Uh, but also Michael Saunders, I think, that's a big move in the outfield for them. Uh, and the reason I like Donaldson, and I might be wrong on this, Chris, is he, I, I believe his OBP is much higher than many of his teammates on that team. I think, I think the Blue Jays are, uh, or have been in the past, to be major free swingers. I'd have, to, I'd have to look. I mean, Donaldson has, you know, his OBP last year was 342. No great shakes. The year before, 384. Okay. I, I, you know, I want to say, you know, um, Bautista always has a good OBP. Am I, am I wrong thinking that? Let's see. Last year, Batista's OBP was four oh three. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, why do why why do I feel like they're uh, whiffing all the time? Well, I I think well because you got Edward Encarnacion, you got yeah. well you had Colby Rasmus who sucks. Yeah. Juan right. Francisco. Got 320 at bats and struck out 116 times. So you did have guys striking out for them a lot. Well, Saunders isn't going to help. I, I'm not a huge Michael Saunders fan. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, yeah. And I don't think Justin Smoke is going to help. No, I, I don't. I don't understand that one unless they're going to move uh, Double E to DH. Um, I don't really see where he fits in. So I guess I'll, I'll come. I'll come full circle and. Uh, I'll say the the catcher Russell Martin. That's a great off season move for them. Well, I think their their first five is probably match up with anybody. 
mm-hmm. in a lineup. It's going to be a pretty scary lineup to go through. And then you got to, you know, I don't know if we've been saying this, but the player I think who's going to make a big impact for them, at least this seems to be everybody's pick, is Aaron Sanchez. Yeah, I have him as the, the rookie who's going to yeah. you know, do something for them. I, I actually think the guy who needs to perform for them, and this guy is kind of like Ellsbury was for us, I think Jose Reyes, when the guy yeah. gets on base yeah. and he's healthy, that yeah. just makes them a different team. Yeah, I think they're a scary team. Yeah. I, I worry about them. So who do you think might blow up? I mean, I'm, I'm happy to start off with that. Why don't you go ahead and start? So while this – and this is, this is probably a stupid prediction because this guy, mm-hmm. every year since he came into – became a full-time starter in the majors, which was, I don't know, 11, 12 years ago, he's thrown 200-plus innings. Oh. Mark Mark Burley, that guy yeah. is amazing. But you gotta let it go. He's, he's thirty six. Just... I think at some at some point that's gonna catch up with them. Catch up with them. And I don't think he pitched particularly well last year. I mean, he had a three thirty nine ERA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess he pitched though, right? Three sixty six. FIP. So the guy just keeps doing it. Right? I don't know how he keeps doing it because unlike Clay Buckholtz, he just gets the ball and throws it. You know, he was something like ten and one, I think, and uh, and I remember hearing people say, "Well, yeah, Burley's this, but you know, he always ends up twelve and ten, right?" So, and and that's kind of what he ended up with, right? Somewhere in that thirteen range. and ten, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I said this last year, and I was kind of wrong, but I think uh, as much as I love watching him bash the ball, Edwin and Carson I see him falling off the uh, edge of the planet. So why do you why do you say that? I'm not. I'm, I'm just not a believer. Uh, I I gotta throw out substance abuse there. Oh, you think he's? I think he's juicing a little. I really do. How do you go from you know hitting 20 homers a year to to banging out 77 in two years? I don't I don't get that. Well, he just maybe he just. Fig- I mean, he, also if you look at his, his, it's not just he started hitting home runs, he started drawing walks. His OBP went from like three hundred to three seventy, three eighty. Mm-hmm. Last year wasn't great; it was three fifty four. But maybe he just figured things out, right? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Maybe you can edit my my claim out, but I I see him falling off the edge of the earth. I do. Partly, partly because of, partly because of you know I look at him with in the Reds minor league system he's hitting anywhere from fifteen to twenty home runs with the Reds he's you know sixteen to twenty home runs and it's with the Blue Jays it's twenty one seventeen and then bang forty two thirty six, um, I know uh, fans has him hitting thirty five homers. That's my pick. Okay, I think, I think I think he's. I think we can look for a twenty-one homer year for him. All right. So um, the rookie we've already spoken, but I think it's Aaron, you know he's yeah. he's the guy that they're going to kind of rely on mm-hmm. to do something good. And I also think this they had this you know they picked up Devin Travis guy. I mm-hmm. mean the only guy in to play second. He's a potential mm-hmm. rookie guy who could play because all he has in front of him is Ryan Goins and yeah. Machir is Turris. Yeah. On to the, the Rays, who Pakota has going 86 and 76. I have them finishing fourth. I, I'm not as high. I have them finishing 80 and 82. While I think they have really good pitching, they're going to have to say Evan Longoria and James Loney be the L brothers. I don't know what L stands for. Line drive, uh, laugh out loud. I don't know, but you do do something to, to make our – make our offense score runs. I just don't see them scoring a whole lot of runs. Um, I struggled with, with the Rays. Uh, initially, I had them last. And then again, I just started to read more into things. And I, it's not going to be the same. I don't, I don't, you know, when you're a manager or a coach, you're only as good as your players. Um, but I think Madden got more out of his 
his roster than than any manager. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say, if I had money and a baseball team, he'd be my guy. I'd go after. Yeah. I would get him. Yeah. So having said that, I think it's huge to lose both your GM and your manager. Um, having said that, uh, I think signing, you know, Cabrera is a big move for the Rays. You know, losing Zobras bat, I think Cabrera can probably fill in some of that. Um, I think they're relying really heavily on Steven Souza being, you know, what Will Myers wasn't. I think that's a huge gamble. Well, um, and he's actually two years older than Will Myers. Yeah, and I, you know, and, and and Desmond Jennings has been a disappointment. I think every year. So I'm with you. I think how are you going to score? Um, and if this were a Madden team, I wouldn't worry about the scoring. He'd figure it out. But since it's not a Madden team. I think the Rays are going to have trouble scoring. I think Drew Smiley's a, a great pickup. You know, there's lots of talk of that guy, Nate Carnes, and their farm system. And I'm sure there's like six other guys in the in the barn waiting to get out of there. But I, I think the Rays are going to struggle to score. So I had them fourth. Yeah, uh, I think we're in agreement on that. I, I, I just, you know, so the offseason move, their best offseason move, I I guess it was kind of because they're a small market team and they can't afford expensive players. Mm-hmm. They had to restock their uh, their farm system because if you look at their first round picks since two thousand eight, mm-hmm. you know how many at bats and innings pitched their first round picks have amassed, which would be the players after David Price. No zero. At bat, zero innings pitched, one at bat. Not wow. one of their first round picks has made it to the majors. That's just not good. So I think part of the trading of Myers was to add some young, inexpensive depth that may hit. You know, maybe Steven Souza will hit. Yeah. I, I think, don't you think they were also disappointed in what Myers? is projecting to be because I, I kind of felt like, you know, they, they gave up a lot to get him. And, uh, and I, I, I was under the impression he was going to be a cornerstone with Longoria on that team. I, I kind of feel like they got a really good look at this guy and you know, the, the sale sale on him is still high. Let's get him out. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, that's the only, I, they must've seen something they didn't like. Mm. Um, they must have seen an attitude. They must have seen uh, practice effort. They must have seen holes in his swing. They they just well, they, must have seen something. They heard the cowbells. They heard the cowbells. Yeah, they, you know, they weren't ringing. Will Myers comes up to the plate. The cowbells are silent. Yeah, I mean, I I think the problem with the Rays this year is they're going to be in a lot of three two two one games. You know, they got to because they got. They got a good pitching staff, you know. They probably have one of the best pitching staffs. You know, I don't know. Okay. So, who needs to perform? I had um, Longoria needs to stay healthy and needs to mash. He's right. he's their only hope. Yeah, at scoring he, runs. He's the only reason to come to the ballpark uh, and stay awake when you're when the home team is up at the plate. Yeah, you know. So yeah, so that that worries me. If he's not if. You know, because he tends to get hurt. He seems to miss 30, 40 games a season. And they can't just, they just can't afford not having him in the lineup. And if he's gone any, for any time, they're mm-hmm. going to really struggle. Yeah. So the young guy that could perform, I think, as you've mentioned him, is Nate Carnes. I think he could be their number five rotation slot. Uh huh. There's not a lot of pressure on him because they have Cobb, Archer, Smiley, Odorazi. Right. Right. That's not a. That's a decent front four, you know. Souza will also play as a rookie because he's going to take over for Myers. I just don't. I'm not sold on Souza. You know, we'll see mm-hmm. how he how he plays out. You you had, you had any different rookies in mind? No, not you know. Is is Tim Beckham finally going to do something? Oh my you god. Know? Does Nick Franklin still count as a rookie? Yeah, I I was going to say him, but then I started looking at Nick Franklin and go like. That guy just sucks. <laughs> I mean, he's going to have maybe this is the year he puts it all together. But so far, he has had no indication that he can play in the major leagues. None. Who, 
going to hit on this team other than Longoria. I mean, and, they're and Loney. I mean, Loney, you know, he had a decent year last year. Uh, he hit well, 290, 336. He just doesn't hit home runs, right? 71. He ended up at 271 with a 325 OBP. So he did okay, you know. I mean, if this is like the early 1970s, you know, your, your first baseman's hitting 270, you can live with that. But I think in this day and age, you need more. You know, Rene Rivera, ooh, that's scary. Rene Rivera? Yeah, he's he's going to be one of their catchers this year. All right, because Mol- didn't Molina get hurt? And he's going to be on, out for the whole year or something? Yeah, I mean, they're just John Jaso. Well, John Jason will get on base. Yeah. So, who do you think is going to fall off a cliff? I'll I'll go first. Okay. Um, this guy's been around forever. I just can't imagine him as a starting outfielder or DH, and I, I assume maybe he's going to platoon. But David DeJesus turned thirty-five. Oh, you took him. I took. I was going to say it's it's not really a cliff. It's like a a little hill that he's going to trip and sprain his ankle. But yeah, the Jesus. It's sort of like that tree that fell in the forest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I mean, really, he's going to be a platoon player. He, I mean, he, that's all he did last year, and he hit yeah. he hit two forty eight, three forty four. That's just horrible. Yeah. I I don't think David de Jesus is is long for the Rays, but no. so that that's my prediction for. But look at that pitching staff: Cobb, Archer. And it's young. See, however you say his name, Moore, Smiley. It's incredible. They're, and they're all under 27. Yeah. Jake McGee, who oh. throws nothing but fastballs. I know, as we, as we record it, I was looking back at my, uh, my scoring book from last mm-hmm. year, and I remember we, we, con- we noted, like, every time you came for the whole Rays series last, uh, was it either two years or last year ago? He, yeah. All he did was throw fastball, like 32 straight fastballs. And they were all like 97 and above. Well, it's working for him. He's there. It is. He's heading in there. Well, he's their closer, that guy Boxberger, right? They like both of those guys, so we'll see. So the Rays are going to lose a lot of – they're either going to lose or win a lot of 3-2 games. Yeah. Well, and you know, we'll see what happens. Maybe Matt Moore comes back also. He's coming back. Right. So, And he's got great potential. All right, so that moves us to our favorite team. The Spankies, who we're both going to predict for last place. So, Pakoda has them at 80-82. No way! Yeah, finishing, oh finishing fourth, 80-82. I, I have them at 76 and 86. Ugh. You know what? I didn't even do that, but I'm putting them at 70 and 92. Woo! <laughs> God. I'll, you know why? Because... Here's what the Yankees. I, I don't. I can't figure out what they're doing right now. It's like it's like they're it's a they're paying some sort of penance for you know ridiculous spending. I mean, why in the world would you have Didi Gregorius and Brendan Ryan on the same team? Why? What's the point? They're both great glove men that can't hit your grandmother, you know. And then throw in Stephen Drew. What's the point of that? I, I didn't. I did not get the whole Stephen Drew signing. That was crazy one to me I love Didi Didi Gregorius that's just an incredible name I'm not sure it's a baseball name I think it's more like a I don't know a three point shooter for hoops or a, I don't know wide receiver wide receiver not your starting shortstop how old I, I gotta check and see how old he is so he's gonna be 20 He he's a young guy 24 he, maybe he, he turns 25 Oh, I know what the Yankees. In February, Gregorius doesn't work out because he can't hit. Brendan Ryan doesn't work out because he can't hit. Stephen Drew doesn't work out because he can't hit lefties. So they're going to move A Rod back to short, so A Rod can finally show Jeter that he's the better shortstop. Wow! If <laughs> if that happens, that would be hilarious. I don't see it happening. Can you imagine A Rod going back to short? That's really quite a thought. <laughs> Showalter won't do it. If he wouldn't bench Jeter when it mattered, he's not going to put A-Rod. Not that A-Rod can play short anymore. We'll get serious here. So, uh, so Didi Gregorius, is, his OBP last year was 290. <laughs> I just don't get 
what the the Yankees said. I want we want to get younger, and well, that, just, that's like the only position we can get younger at because Derek right. is gone, and we can't replace Teixeira. We can't replace a fraud. We can't replace Beltran. We can't replace Ellsbury. We can't replace McCann. All we can do is bring in a, a young shortstop. But then they said, oh, but then let's bring in an old Stephen Drew to play second. Right. I don't get what they're doing at all. I don't either. I don't either. And, you know, Chase Headley's not exactly young either. He's not. But, you know, actually, I think that was their best signing was Chase Headley. Yeah. I over, actually think. Over Didi? Over Didi, yeah. I th- Didi has improved Sabathia's knees tenfold just by being out there at short. How's that? Well, because Sabathia knows that if the ball is hit to his uh, his right, that Didi's going to go get it. As you know, a, and as a, oh, you're saying because Jeter's not there, he just yeah. somehow it affected his knees to have to throw on the outside part of the plate to right-handed batters. <laughs> it's just another batter I've got to face, you know. Get that out. Uh, I I, th- I think Headley was their best signing because I actually think he's better than Pablo. Yeah. He's older than Pablo. He's three years older than Pablo. So there, there is that. But I, so, that's their best signing, and that's not saying a whole lot. No, it's not. I mean, look at this. So, CC's thirty-four, Ellsbury's thirty-one, McCann's thirty-one, Gardner's thirty-one, Teixeira's thirty-five, Afrod's thirty-nine, and Beltran's thirty-eight. How can you rely on that? Oh, I want to go to roll call. I want to go to Yankee games just to do the roll call. What right? Yeah. Their, their silly roll call. You know, they love to go, Derek Jeter. Here, let's practice, Yankee fans. D.D. Gregorius. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who needs to perform for them to have a successful year? I, 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 didn't, even, I didn't even know where, know where to start with this question. But I think, um, you know, they're rolling the dice that people stay healthy. But what they're really kind of relying on is... They need some decent pitching, and so my feeling is they need their young pitchers to step up. So they need this guy Evaldi, who they picked up, to pitch well, mm-hmm. and they need Pineda to pitch well. I, and I think the odds of that, you know, maybe okay. I just think I'm not sure Pineda can stay healthy, or if he does, maybe it's because he put pine tar in every orifice he could to protect himself. <laughs> I don't know. I think Ellsbury's got to perform better than he gave him last year you think i think ellsbury's got to take advantage of that short porch and uh up his home run total i mean really go after it this year so if he does that uh and and i guess when you're talking about the yankees more so than any other team you start every statement with if if ellsbury can do that and stay healthy if they can get one hurrah from Teixeira. If they can get one last hurrah from Beltran, um, if A-Rod can just shut up and play. If, th- if CC can stay healthy. Right. There's a lot of ifs, but, you know, if – and here's the problem when you have a lot of ifs. You're going to get maybe five out of nine, and those other four that you don't get are going to kill you, or it's just Lady Luck is shining on you, and I think, I think when you have shortstops that can go gobble-gobble – and maybe they don't make the spectacular play running into left field and throwing across your body the way Jeter's trademark play is. But those guys, you know, Ryan is just, I think, probably the best defensive shortstop, or at least has been for the last few years. He just can't hit. I, I think they can live with a weak hitting shortstop if they can get better production. I mean, McCann was awful last year, not at all what they anticipated. So a lot of ifs, but if some of those ifs, Come to fruition, the Yankees, I could see them winning 85 games, but I don't see it. I, I think Sabathia's done. I think Tanaka is headed for heavy-duty arm surgery. Um, I think uh, Bettison and Miller, fantastic in the bullpen, but I think their starting pitching's questionable, and I think they're just old men at the plate. Good luck. Enjoy that one. Yeah, I, 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 I'm in complete agreement. I, I think you got CC coming off an injury. And he's just been sliding, you yeah. know. He's he's on the way way downside. Yeah. And Tanaka, here's my prediction: Tanaka has teach Tommy John surgery. It, that that happens during spring training. 
that just seems to happen all the time. Yeah. You know, and and, and, and without ahead. if they if that happens to Tanaka, I think they're toast. Yeah, completely toast. And what are the odds of Tanaka, who pitched great his first season until he got hurt? And right. there's and they're saying there's some kind of ligament problem. Just that rest was going to be okay for it. How many mm. times have we heard that? Right. And yeah, it's I don't like, understand that. I don't understand that. Yeah, it's like spring training. They they're just going to like, oh, he's out there, and then all of a sudden, you know, tightness in his forearm. <laughs> you know, see you later. Well, it's interesting because you know I'm at uh, fan fan graphs, and they don't even have the little you know the little hospital symbol next to his name it's sort of like he's all set he's ready to go uh, uh, yeah i'm surprised about that plus they have you know ivan nova is rehabbing from tommy john surgery. that team is just in critical critical problem they're going to have some serious problems if any of these if any of these things they, they need all of them to come through and i don't see most of them coming through right so uh, the rookie who I think could perform for them, because I think Stephen Drew is going to implode, is this guy Rob Reifsnyder. I think he's going to take over the second sure. base duty. Second base. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yep. And they got this guy Jose Ramirez. He he could probably he'll probably come out of the bullpen for them. Right. So those would be two young guys they have coming, and you know, it's, that might might be somewhat helpful because I think Reifsnyder. You know, is a bat first kind of second baseman. He's not a great defender, but I don't. I just don't see Stephen Drew being the answer for them. I don't see him being the answer for anything. So where's Big Rod going to play? I have no idea. It's like spell Chase Headley on occasion. I, I don't know what they're going to do with the guy. Are they going to DH him? They got Beltron DHing, right? What are they going to do? Right. I got no young guy making any kind of impact to the Yankees. I, I just see them as toast. Yeah. They're toast. And I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. So who's going to fall off a cliff? I think that's, I think we probably, just, I, I'm, I'm going to predict CeCe. Hmm. He, so his ERA the last four years, three, 338, 478, 528. I feel badly. I like CeCe. I do too. I think the guy <laughs> is a workhorse, but yeah. He's just thrown a bazillion innings. It's hard. You know, all these guys, have, there's several guys who have fallen off a cliff, so you're almost sort of rooting, you know, it's almost like which one is going to be comeback player of the year. You know, Teixeira, you know, Beltran, Sabathia. I mean, they've, they're already off the cliff. A-hole. Um, so I, I, it's, it's tough. There's too many choices here. I couldn't, I couldn't pick one. I mean, A-Rod's already fallen off the proverbial cliff. Uh, Ellsbury, if he doesn't have a better year, is going to jump off a cliff or put, be pushed off. So I haven't got one, you know. Yeah. I mean, McCann, he's a he's got a he's he's got to produce. But you know what? I'll go with Teixeira. You know what? Teixeira is going to fall yeah. off a cliff. Yeah. Okay. He's on the precipice. He's been hanging on the precipice for years. Think about this: if you're a Yankee fan, so CC's 34 this year. He's getting paid $23 million. Right. Next year, he gets paid $25 million. And he has a $25 million vesting option in 2017. Oh. If, if he doesn't end 2016 on the DL with a left shoulder injury or spend more, more than 45 days in the DL in 2016 or makes more than six relief appearances in 2016. So if, if CC just is able to, like, throw 450 ball and not end... The, the Yankees are going to pay him another twenty-five million when he's thirty-seven. That's crazy. So is he going to room with uh, Bobby Bonilla? Yeah, probably. Well, but Bonilla is getting all his money deferred, right? Yeah. Isn't that what you're talking about? Yeah. 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 No, he's getting CC is getting his straight up. He's not. He doesn't have to get deferred. Get paid by the Yankees till. What's also going to be fun to watch with the Yankees is how they handle. They have like a Rod has all these incentive clauses. Right. So when he gets 600 home runs, he gets $6 million. <laughs> that is huh. going to be so hilarious, so much fun to watch. Don't you think? Oh, yeah. It's, it's a cra- I mean, they've dug themselves in a big hole. I, I don't know what they're going to do. I, I don't see how they're going to get out of it unless they're going to spend their way out of it. And uh, what may very well happen is, have you read about the Cuban 19-year-old guy? Yes. 
Yes. You think they'll go after him? I think they kind of have to. Yeah. You know, and I think everything, there's like this weird stuff that I think they, they have, they and the Red Sox are incentivized, I think, to actually go after this guy because they're not going to be able to sign any Cuban guys for the next two or three years, I think. So they might as well just blow extra, extra money now on him. Right. Yeah, the Red Sox have been looking at him. Yeah. I think a lot of teams are interested in him. Yeah. You know, people say, well, what the Red Sox want with another shortstop? Well, I don't know. I, I, I could see Pablo going to first next next year, and this guy comes up and plays third. You know? Yeah, that's uh, that's coming to the forefront awfully quick. Yeah, he's only 19, but it's worth having him. Mm. All right, so I, I guess we're both predicting the Red Sox to finish first. Yeah, and I think there's a little bit of bias there. Because I think we've seen them more than any other team. Yeah, uh, we talked about them uh, last week as to what their strengths were. So maybe we could. Um, I don't think we have to go as in depth. Um, Be what somewhat critical. That's so hard for us to do about the Red Sox. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I had to be critical, well, see, I have them finishing ninety-one and sixty-one. Wait, can I? Can, but I, I have to share with you. This is a. This comes from fan-sided. Yanks go yard. It's predictions for this year. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Alex Rodriguez fails his spring training physical and has to retire. Oh, is is this like a Yankees fan wildest happiest dreams? Yeah. Okay. Pinata leads the Yankees and wins with seventeen. Carlos Beltran plays one hundred forty games, bats two eighty, knock and knocks twenty five dingers. Um, Betasens and Miller combined for 39 saves. Sabathia only makes 10 starts, misses the rest of the season, but Brian Mitchell starts in his place. Um, and this guy's predict. This is a Yankee guy. He the, the Yankees finish with 85 wins, miss the playoffs, and Girardi and Cashman are are uh, tossed. Huh. Besides. I- Rife Snyder, Luis Severino, Tyler Austin, Jacob Lindgren, and Gary Sanchez make their major league debuts. Maybe. And he's got Yohan Makeda gets cleared in March and signs with the Yankees. Well, he's already cleared. He can sign right now. Uh, so, yeah, right. well, 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 we'll see what happens. I think that's, yeah, that's wishful Yankees. I, I think they're outside numbers, 85 wins. I don't, I don't see them... Yeah. Coming close to that, I see him being much worse. Uh, so if I had to be critical of the Red Sox, um, my I'm start with critical. What? All right, go go critical. No, well, we are, you best, already said we were we had done the positive best, stuff last. Best signing move. We are I, we did that last week. Napoli. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. No, if if they have a downside, it's Koji worries me. Okay. And, um. I don't think their bullpen is as is as lights out as I'd liked it to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm still worried about Mejica. I like Tazawa. Um, I think they have a lot of pitching depth, and I think they have a lot of young guys who can come up mm-hmm. and fill holes if need be. Mm. Um, what else would worry me? Ortiz is old. Mm-hmm. That's, he's got to fall off the cliff at some point. Hopefully it won't be this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it is, that's that's gonna hurt because mm-hmm. he's a big part of how we score runs. I think I agree with you. I, I keep waiting for the other shoe to drop with Ortiz, but it doesn't happen, and he seems to hit with a flourish. So I'm just not gonna worry about it. You know? <laughs> I'm just not going to. I worried about it, you know, years ago. Years ago, I kept waiting for this, and it hasn't happened. So as far as I'm concerned, pencil him in. Um, I don't share your concern with uh, with our closer. I, I think Farrell will use him sparingly early on. Uh, my biggest concern is uh, production from the catching position. I think that's sort of a sinkhole, and I, I'm not as sold um, on the second coming of Baratek with Swihart. And, um, so the catching worries me. Uh, but other than that, I, I think their pitching staff is pretty solid. I'm... I'm I'm if I'm a Red Sox fan and I am, I gotta like this 
season that awaits us. Yeah, we're not going to have, you know, that number one guy who we look forward to seeing all the time, but it could be Porcello, you know. That could yeah. just turn into that. Right. You know, Buckholz is still going to always annoy me, but, you know, right. maybe he turns in a Buckholzian first half before, mm-hmm. you know, he has to go on a six-week hiatus. I think Xander makes the difference, Chris. You know, we, we were waiting on Xander a year early last year. I think Xander is going to change the the uh, dynamics of that of that roster of that lineup. Um, well, if, if if he hits, yeah, I, I agree. They're going to be a much different team. It yeah. just it just makes them so much deeper mm-hmm. if their shortstop can hit, like like one of the best shortstops in baseball. Right. Yeah. I. I think that's that's the player to watch. I'm not I'm not worried about you know. I think they're outfield. There's lots of depth. I love that Will Middlebrooks is nowhere near the team. I'll I'll take the Panda Bears at third any day. It's 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 a strong team, strong team. Well, and hopefully we're right. So, and we'll be able to watch uh, from our most recent discussion. We're gonna watch the O's yeah. series together. So that'll that's be exciting. Right. We can we can blog about that in person. We can That's podcast right. about that in person. That's right. That's right. Maybe we'll bring a record of the game to catch the sounds. Are you allowed to do that? I think so. I guess I guess so. I mean, I recorded the game-winning hit of one game last year and put it on Facebook, so I guess it doesn't matter. I don't think it matters. I mean, I, I had I recorded all... I mean, everyone had their iPhone out there recording every moment of Koji's finishing off the World Series. All right. You're right. I have. I still have that somewhere on my phone. I watch it on occasion. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So exciting. All right. So um, next week we're going to talk about the AL Central. Okay. Um, and we'll do the same kind of rundown of the teams, unless something new comes up that we want to, you know, chime in on. But we should have time. This was going to be like an hour podcast, so a little less than that. Yeah. Yeah. The AL Central will be interesting because you know the. You know, the Royals were the Cinderella team, but, boy, you look at their starting rotation coming into this year, and it's, it looks it looks like a horror story. You know, the Twinkies, for once, went out and spent some money, but I, I really worry about spending a lot of money. Uh, On Phil Hughes. Not Phil Hughes. Uh, not Santana. Santana, right? Yeah, Santana. And yeah. they have Nolasco. And, don't they have yeah. Nolasco? Yeah. But uh, I think... You know the the rookies, uh, the the twins rookies, Sano yeah. and Buxton. Yeah, I think that's that's really exciting to think about. And then the White Sox made all those moves yeah. in the off season, and then you know the Indians don't rule, don't count them out. Well, and you're not even mentioning the Tigers, <laughs> right? Who now have to deal with Victor Martinez? Right? Isn't he hurt? Re- yeah, his knee. This gets injury. Yeah, he's not going to be ready for spring for the opening opening day. So the Tigers mm. are not what their maybe age is catching up with them and their run is coming to an end. But mm. we'll see. We'll talk about it next week.